Okay, okay. So you have in this week's parsha, it says Vidaba Hashem on Moishiv El Aaron Lamor. Ish al digloi ba oisos levesa boisum yachum eisrol mineget sovim oil moed yachum. Each person by the degel and the sign of his shevet will camp. So Rashi says, "Kol degel yioloi ois." Every degel, every shevet will have a flag, and the flag will have a sign. It'll be like a colored piece of cloth. No one's going to have the same color. So usually the color on the flag of each shevet would match the color on their stone in the Chayshin. Yaakov gave them specific simon, and when he died, and they were going to take his his coffin out of Mitzrayim, he told them exactly how his coffin is to be carried. So the Tanchuma handles this a lot in this week's parsha, and so there was this Indian called the Golem. Now, according to Rashi, it was simply uh, you had a you know you had a, a a flag with a shmata on it, and it had a color, and you look for your color, and that was the uh, that was the deal. Now, Yaakov, on the other hand found it very important before he died to give exact instructions who's going to be on what side of this coffin and how they're going to carry it. And that was the way they camped in the Midbor as well, right? So Levi, who uh, was going to carry the Oren, did not carry the coffin, right? The, and then, so he told exactly who's going to be with whom and which degel, etc., etc. So um, you have to know that the Torah makes a big deal about these degolim. We'll see from the Lashoinis of the um, of the of the Medrash Tanchuma some fascinating things. Okay? So first of all, Yaakovinu gave him exact instructions how to carry his Mita, and he made this like this was the last thing in his life. He had to give them these instructions. So the Shailas, what was so pressing and what's the Naftamina, how they carried his Mita? Like, why was that so important? And the second thing is, it seems to be a moirutikazach over here. If you take a look in the, in the Medrash Tanchuma, he says, "Ishal digloi beoisleis zeshe omer akosa habiyani al beis hayoyin ma habiyani al beis hayoyin kemesh nikla kodesh borchol har Sinai yordu imoy esu mishnayim elas marku vois malochim." When Hashem came to Har Sinai, so there were twenty-two thousand battalions of malochim that came with him. So these malochim had flags. And so that's why it says, When the Yidin saw the malochim flags, they said, oh, we want flags too, right? So, um, so we want the flags too. And so uh, the, the Medrash Tanchuma goes on how they had this, they wanted these flags. Now, the Shaila is that you're standing by Maimed Har Sinai. You see the Shechina. The heavens opened up and showed you there's nothing else in the world but Kutchevarisha. He's about to give you the Torah. And, and you, what do you want? You want flags. 
It's like you take a kid to, to Simplest Torah and uh, he's getting candy left and right. The kid doesn't know what to do with himself. And all he wants is the other kids walking around with a flag. And that, I got to have the flag, right? What, what's the matter? You got everything else. I want the flag, right? You know, so, what is the shot? Why would the flags were so important? And, and you see all these Lashonis and we find Keseder in, in, in the Tanakhum and the Parsha, different Akudas, why it was so important. And he goes on and explains the Hashivas, he's surrounded by the flags, etc. So you have to understand what was the big deal over here. There's a, another Medrash Tanakhuma, Oisiyut Beis. Meshosh and Nifta Yakmi goes on and he says how he told his children they have to carry him. They gave exact instructions how to do it. And um, the Yidin saw the, 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 the Malochim with it, so they, they had to have the flags. So the Shaila is, what, what was this whole The Kliyokar asked, what's the Maharash with the, the Golan? What's it? We're talking about the Golan. And, and why did Yaakov have to do such an urgency? So the Yeruchim, <coughs> Is Masbir as a that the the idea of of flag or what it represented over here means you identified with the flag. Now, on a simple level, it's like you see cars driving around in Baltimore with a Ravens flag, right? So, what do you have in a flag? There, you identify with the city, right? In Denver, you saw people drive around with Bronco flag, right? You know, and to say the people are identifying. With that, so countries have flags. Every country identifies with the flag. <coughs> if, you, if you desecrate the flag, there's a serious language. It, it it defines a certain element of belonging to a country, belonging to a city, whatever it is. I belong to this. This is this is so the flag has that representation. But when the malachim had flags, the Yidden saw the malachim with flags. What they saw was the same as I say, I want a flag on the. You know, they saw that the flag represented that each person was unique. Each shape was unique. And so they saw the Maloch and each one had a bezunder betachlis. There's a Maloch for everything. Right? There's a Maloch for rain, there's a Maloch for sun, there's a Maloch for sun, there's a Maloch for, 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 for everything. Um, there's a Maloch that has a mission. And they understood somehow <coughs> on a ritualistical level, they perceived that every Maloch has his tafkid. And what they wanted was we want to have our tafkid as well. Each one of us doesn't want to just be nocha number. I want to have a tafkid that I have to fulfill with my life. And I want to know what that is. So Kodesh Baruch said, okay, we're going to give you the Golan, right? And even though there wasn't a flag that every year walked around with a flag, but the way they were divided and given their tafkid with Moshe and Aaron, each year was given the idea, this is my mission in this world. And that's what the Yid were chalishing for. Tell me what I'm supposed to do. Tell me what my mission is. Tell me what my purpose is in this world. I want to know how to serve Hashem. What is my tafkid? That was the godless. And, and the mile with that, as you see by the Malach, and every Malach has his tafkid. So Mamela by the Malach is, If I feel confident with my role, 
then I can let you do your thing and I'll do my thing. I don't have a problem. Why? Because we're all in this together. You're not stepping on my toes. I'm not stepping on your toes. I can let you be... Each one of us has our own style. And this is what the hidden wanted for themselves. That each one has a mission and, and that's what it is. Rabbi gives a marshal. He says, let's say... I mean, it's funny that Umas Oilum came to the Klal Yisrael, and they said, Shubi, Shubi, Hashul Amish, Shubi, Benechzi, Bach, right? So the Yidden said back, oh, you can give us the Golem? What was the check? The, the, the Goyim said, join us, we'll make you officers, we'll make you Choshev, we'll give you positions. They said, yeah, but you're not going to give us the Golem. What was the Pshat? He said, says, if somebody says to somebody, I'll give you whatever you want, just, I want you to be me. I want you to have my brains, I want you to have my, my thoughts, I want you to be totally like me. So too many famous. I want to be me. I don't want to be you. The, the, the most valuable possession I have is my atzmius. That's what I want. That's who I am. And therefore, it, it became the, 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 the greatest gift of Klaus that every Yid can say, my tafkid in Abletus Hashem is X, Y, and Z, and that's what I have to fulfill. And, and that's why Yaakov said to his children, First we said, hey, Osfu, gather together. The first thing he did is Achtus. Then he goes and he tells each one of the Shvotim exactly what his mission is. And he lets them have it. He lets them know exactly what the Tafkid is. And each one has a different Tafkid. And so each Shevet represented that. And it gets broken down to Yechidim. But everybody had a sense, this is my mission. You see, fine Taka in, in Chumash Mois. So right before Minded Har Sinai. This is all happening. So, Hashem go down and warn the people. And I don't want them to come to the mountain. They're going to be catastrophes. They should also stay in their place. They can't. You already told me to be Magdal the mountain. Hashem, Hashem said, no, I want you to go down again. He said, no, I want you to go again and tell them. And what was the message? The message was, he said, what's the chashash? They see the Shekhinah. They want to climb the mountain. They want to embrace the Shekhinah. The Boi Shem is telling them, tell them, you don't have to jump Madrigas. Where you are is good enough. You can embrace the Shekhinah from where you are. You don't need to climb the mountain, right? You just need to do your thing from where you are. Don't have to jump Madragas. What, what you're doing is what Hashem wants you to do. And that's why Yaakov says to Yishvat, may gather together, but each one of you has a different, uh, you don't have to jump different Madragas. So that's the Pshat. Each year it has, a, has his mission, has his top kid. And you don't have to have Yenem's tafkid. You have to have your tafkid. There was a Misa, there was a Bocher in, in the yeshiva. And, you know, it was one of these, I maybe told you the story, one of these top yeshivas, and he came to the yeshiva expecting, I'm going to be the Rashka Bahag over here. And he comes and he discovers that he's not the Rashka Bahag. He's not the biggest London. He says, okay, I'll be the biggest Masmid. And he finds out there's some guy who's uh, learning longer than him. And so, you know, he, he's in every area, he just doesn't feel that he's uh, the knocker. So he's very tzibrochen. So, you know, one day, second Seder, he starts, he's, you know, taking a walk outside. 
and he passes by a Moshe of Zakanim, an uh, old age home. So he goes in, and he sees they have a shtickle based medrash, and there's a few old people sitting there learning. So he walks in, he says, this is Gishmak, you know, there's no competition over here, you know, no one's got it, no one's going to outshine me over here. So he sits down, he starts learning. This goes on for a few days. Finally, one of the old men comes up to him and he says, uh, excuse me, but uh, aren't you a little bit too young? You know, you, you have a few years till you come to a place like this. So um, it was an older yid, and, and the bocher, you know, looked, he looked like a zayda. So he opened up a shtickle to him. So the guy rolls up his sleeves, and he says, you see these numbers? He says, you're finishing what he started. The guy says, what? Call me a Nazi. He says, Let me explain to you. You know why I have these numbers? Hitler knew he's not going to kill every year. He wanted everyone to feel you're nothing but a number. You have no purpose in life. You're just not a number. Whatever your number is, it's all you are. He says, You're doing the same thing. Instead of looking at yourself as I have my mission, I have my purpose, right? You're trying to be like somebody else. Right? You're doing the same thing. You're destroying your atzmiyas. You're not just a number. You have your mission. So you're not the biggest one. So you're not... But the Moshe wants something from you, and only you can give it to them. So get back to your base medrash, and stop looking at other people, and just be yourself, and shtayglis, right? That was uh, the message he gave him. How, how, how do we know? Now, the others... Allowed each kid, their own children, to be their own children, themselves. Avram had a Yitzvah. Yitzvah was very different than Yaakov. Mm-hmm. Yaakov was very different than Yitzvah. In order to have Shratim, Yaakov allowed each Shevet to have their head. But once you get to the Shevet, everyone in that Shevet is supposed to, I think, be that Shevet. Yeah, but within that shape, you can have many, many different types of challenges that people have. Boishim created each person with his unique set of opportunities and challenges and personality, and everybody has to maybe get to the same objective, but everyone has a different role they have to take. Right? So it could be Sheva Yehuda is Malchus. Maybe all people from Sheva Yehuda have a little bit more of a royal bearing than people in Sheva don't. But at the same time, they have different challenges. Each one has a different set of challenges that he has to overcome, and a different set of opportunities or talents that he can use. So there's still that flavor of... In other words, you shouldn't say that once you're part of a specific family, you have to have a certain struggle. You have to allow for. You have to allow for that. You, you, you have human hugging. balance between family flag and individual mm-hmm. expression. 100%. Yeah. Korach wasn't supposed to be Moshe. Right, right, right. It's interesting. By Koyruch, he said, Koyruch, 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 right? So my nephew, Tain, is that Koyruch was bold. Right? And. Bold, the, the thing that people have that represents individuality, chitzoni is, is their hair. Right? Look at Bokhim now, every Bokh comes back after a lot of with a haircut. 
you know, and, you know, this guy cuts off everything, and the other guy, you know, is a normal haircut, and the other guy, he's got a, you know, a bus cut, and these other guys left half is here up there like this, and the back is flat like anything, you know, and everybody's got their own style. And so, how did, how did, um... They're all wearing skinny pants. What? But they're all wearing skinny pants. <laughs> <laughs> I tell one kid in my shear, I went over with him this week, I said, I think your pants are a little bit too tight. He says, I think I put on my kid brother's pants this morning. <laughs> so, 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 someone sent me a picture of a group of boys walking down the street, and they were wearing matching shirts, or t-shirts, and the back of the shirt, it said, be different. <laughs> Rebbe was able to tell the date on the quarter in his pocket. What? Rebbe was able to tell the date on the quarter of his in his pocket. Was that tight? See the date. Stamped on. But this is a challenge. I mean, this is a challenge. Absolutely. So by Korach being bald, he was saying. So what was what was the other one was. The, the, the person who um, owned Ben Pellis? Owned Ben Pellis, his wife. What did she do to take she, away? She combed she, her she hair. She combed her hair when everyone came. She was saying to fools, you know, what do you mean? Everyone has an individual. That's good. I'll call upon him. Rav Shach used to say that when he learned by the altar from Slavotka, he said the altar's Indian was godless order, right? And what he kept say to point it out is that um, everybody has their own bazoom, their amylus, right? He said, if, if we wouldn't have learned that from him, we'd all be shmatas, right? What he taught us is everyone has his own bazoom, their amylus. The Sfas Emes, they say over that the Chedushi Harim was a big London, right? Moridika London, a very big Lombish Svarim, the Chedushi Harim Alashas. He raised the Sfas Emes. Sfas Emes' father was a nifter, very young, Yechusharim raised the Svasemis. So in the Svasemis' forum, in his Chumash forum, it's very much similar to the Derek of the Yechusharim. But if you look in his Chedushim on Shas, it's very different Mahalo. And so Svasemis had a Shaila. On the one hand, the Hasidim wanted to follow the Mahalo of the Yechusharim. He was the, the original from the Geru dynasty. And, but that wasn't his Nukudas HaNefesh. His whole derech of learning, he couldn't, he couldn't learn the way the Chidusha He had a different mahal. And the Hasim at first didn't want to publish the Svasemus. They went to the Chaim Soloveitchik and he said, publish it. Right? And they published it and it became now a bestseller. Right? You know, with the Pshat, because it, it was his style. And his style was a different style. Right? But many people, they, they, they can't look at the Svasemus when you're learning certain Messiahs. So it's the way it is. It's so, uh, the Chavetz Chaim used to say a word that um, he also said, like many people look at everybody else and they can't, they, you know, don't compare yourself to other people. He says, the Pesach says, So he would say that people sometimes feel like, if I was in his shoes, in his shoes I'd be better, right? If I was, you know, like, if you walk a mile in his shoes, then I'd be smarter, I'd be this, I'd be that. So take off your shoes. Where you are is Admas Kodesh. You can make where you are Admas Kodesh. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to wear anybody else's shoes. And so, um, it's a Misa that there was a Yid who went to the Stipler. 
Maisu was that there was a there was a yid who lost his wife, and there was a woman who lost her husband. Right, and this woman whose husband was Nifter, her first husband was a very close Talmud of the stipler. The stipler, you know, took her like under his wings and made sure everything worked. And he recommended that she marry her second husband. And she, he was the one who was behind the shidduch, and he pushed it along, and he, he guided them after the chasna was there for them. So he became very close to the second husband. One day the second husband comes to him, and, you know, they, now you have two families, a lot of kids, and this guy had to leave Kaidel to go to work to make a parmosa. So he's working very hard. And he comes to the stipler and he says, I feel mamish like I'm a nobody. I'm garnished. I feel so rough. And he says, what's the matter? He says, I work the whole day. I slept myself to a here at night. And I fall asleep. He says, I feel like I'm a nobody. And, you know, what am I doing? I, the one time I have a chance to learn, I come to the shir, I, I try to keep my eyes open. Next thing I know, I fall asleep and I wake up when the shir is over. So the stipler says, you don't understand you don't realize how good a shbarchu is, is, is nishpoil from you pushing yourself to do what you can do. You're doing the most you can do. Because you're a general, right? Don't look at yourself as a nobody. You're a general in a Kodesh army. You are doing everything you can do. This is your tafkid. You're doing the most you can do. Now, I'm not saying you could have told to drink coffee or whatever it is, but you know, the bottom line is a person has to understand that everybody has the, the role they have to play in a Kodesh not as... From, it, it, we don't always have to define ourselves by what other people consider chashev. The Kodesh considers chashev what's important. And we don't know what our tafkid is. That's the the Yisoyed Hadvarim. It was a Misa, a similar Misa, that was told over by Chashev um, Yid. gave a daf yoimishir in B'nai Barak in the shul called Kahal Chasidim. So there was a, a Yid who was a Holocaust survivor, an older Yid who come to the Shir. And, and, you know, they would start to shear, he would fall asleep. And the problem was that while he would sleep, there was a lot of, it was, his mouth would drool a lot. And um, it was very amused for some people by the table. So nobody would sit next to him. And got to the point where some people left the shear. They just, they, they couldn't deal with it. So at least somebody suggested to the, to the roof who's giving the shear, some hair soup. This guy comes to the shear, he falls asleep anyway. People are not coming because it's, it nauseates them. So ask him not to come to the shear. So the guy might get shears. I can't do something like that. I have to talk to the Chabina Rebbe. He went to the Dover Schweidenfeld, the Chabina Rebbe, and he said, What should I do? So he said to him, Chas Vesholem, to tell a kid like I like that not to come to the shear. You don't realize how much nachas he's giving a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Coming to the she is a yid, is a Holocaust survivor. He mutches of just to come to the Shia, even though he, you don't know how much nachas. And he says, You can tell the people by the shear that the drool that comes out of his mouth is tal tachia. That's where she's going to take that, that saliva, he's going to use it for tachia samesim. That's going to be the tal tachia, the tachia samesim. And so, the Ken Kelman, the Shadisim, you know, what a person is doing, what our tafkid is, but the ikir is, we all have a tafkid. And, and a person has to understand my mission is not like his, whoever I am, whatever I do. And it was thought that that's interesting by Sphiris Oimer. We, we mourn that the Talmud and the Hebrew were being covered to each other. And so we have the Avelis. So you would think the Avelis 
when we're talking about people not giving cover, so we would all have the same availus. This is one of the times in Yiddishkeit where there's the most diversity than anything else in Klau Yisrael, right? You have the Hasidim, they have Avelus from the beginning to the end. You have the Litvakas that start from Rishchidosh and the Shleishmeyak Bola. You have some people that start the second day Shleishmeyak Bola, the first day. Then you have those who start right away and they end Lad Boimer. Then you have the Svartim that wait for Lama Dalad Boimer. So it is Mamish, a variety, whatever you want, right? So what's the Pshat? The Pshat is Hagufa. It's unified diversity. Understanding that we're all different is gufa what's besaking the problem. And I can appreciate your minute. I appreciate your minute, right? You know, it's all dusted, but that we all, you start from different places on the mountain, but when you climb the mountain, you always get to the top point at the same, we're all at the same on the top of the mountain. This is the estate. There was a, a author, Rob Bozner, tells the story. There was a Yid who um, asked the Shaila. Maybe I heard the story. Maybe I saw the story. Maybe I saw it in Michiel Spiro's book. The Yid um, was in the hospital, and I guess he was paralyzed, whatever. Imanish couldn't do very much. So we asked the, the, the Rub in the hospital, Do I have to make the Baruch Asali called Sarki? We asked, you know, Erluch, you know, maybe, you know, in my matzah, what can I. So the Yid asked Ravosna. Ravosna said, I'm going to come and talk to him. Ravosna came and he told this guy, Yomaisa, he said, when I was a Talmud in, in Chachmi Lublin, so I went with Mayor Shapiro once to visit a Bacha who was sick. And the Bacha was very sick. We went together. And it was amazing. The Bacha was mamish in such a matter of simcha. He couldn't understand. He was so sick. Couldn't do anything. He was lying in bed, and he goes, "Mamish, molly simcha." So we asked the Meish Shapiro, "Said, how can he be so simcha?" So he said, "You know, I'm lying here, and I thought to myself, what's my tachlit in life? <coughs> lie here in bed. What can I do?" And then I remembered that the, the shchina is the malady by shoyes of shalchayim. So he said, "You know, my tachlit is to bring down the shchina. I am bringing the shchina down to this world." But instead, that the Roshim Simcha is only there when a person is Simcha, right? If you're not the Simcha, the Roshim is not going to be there, right? So I have to be the Simcha, because my tafkid is to keep the Shechina here. So the Mela, that's why I'm the Simcha. He's a Prochah who, who felt, oh, I'm a tafkid. My tafkid is I'm bringing the Shechina to this world. Everybody has a tafkid. Everyone can bring the Shechina to the world. Everybody can fulfill the mission that a Kodesh only wants from him. And there's only one person in history that can do the job that you were given. So that's the Yisaitid of the Golem. The Golem was a Yisaitid that we should realize that we all have a tafkid, we all have a mission, nobody is the same as anybody else. And that was what Chai Yisrael was searching for. Let me feel I have a mission to show a Christian how much I love him. And through that, we fulfill that tafkid as Yisaitid. Yisaitid, understand it, fulfill it.